Hi there. My name is Tyler Bopp, and I live in Whopperton, Michigan. It's a little town on the northern coast of the Upper Peninsula, and it is the greatest place in the world. My dad owns a candle shop near the center of town, and lately business hasn't been great. He blames the lack of tourism, which I find ridiculous because Whopperton is the greatest place in the world. I figure that the reason nobody else recognizes this is because the word hasn't gotten out on Whopperton. And therefore, I've created a podcast, the most popular form of entertainment, to show all that Whopperton has to offer. So please sit back and relax as I take you around my town. Welcome back. If you're listening to this now, it means that you decided to stay past the first episode, and I now have you in my grasp. You are past the point of no return, and you will soon be eating candle wax at the palm of my hand. I'm only joking, of course. Rule number one of radio is to make sure that your audience is comfortable, and calling you mindless slaves is a bit jarring. It's a good thing you came back, though, because I have good news. I can now edit audio. 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 That's right. No more secrets about shipwreck gold or long ramblings about fish sandwiches. Now you only hear what I want you to hear. Once again, just kidding. You are in no way subject to me or my demands. After all, rule number one of audio is to not hold your audience hostage. I must abide by journalistic integrity and show you the truth. Speaking of truth, it's probably best that I address what happened at the end of the last episode. I was hoping that I could avoid it and this show would just be dedicated to my love for Whopperton and candles, but it seems like I couldn't make it 20 minutes before someone brought it up. Yes, I do have a unique ability that allows me to know what people don't want me to know, but you don't have to worry. It only works when I'm talking to someone, so I'm not aware of your serious tax fraud or that weird thing you like to do with plastic bags. I try to ignore it for the most part, and Dr. Amos has shown me how to hide it better. There is no need for concern. After all, rule number one of radio is don't terrify your audience with otherworldly powers. Now that the boring stuff is out of the way, we can move on to something fun. Vacation destinations. Since you will be traveling to Whopperton very soon, I thought there is no better topic to cover than the points of interest that a vacation goer could visit, such as the carnival or the mall. Unfortunately, Whopperton doesn't have either of these things, but we do have a wide variety of activities to choose from when you visit. And that doesn't include the Whopperton Historical Museum or Silver River Hospital, which are two viable points of interest we already covered. The possibilities are endless. All we have to do is choose a starting point to explore. And with my parents now allowing me more freedom to roam on my own, I thought we could start where Whopperton began, the beach. That's right. Whopperton has a whole three meter thick shoreline of sharp and strangely shaped rocks sprouting from the river that the founding brothers first camped at. Not only is this the perfect vacation destination, but it is also safely guarded over by Brett the Lifeguard, the town-sanctioned protector of the waters. He is the one thing standing between your mortal coil and a watery grave. I can think of no better person to interview about the location. Hi there. Hey dude, what's up? Just wanted to stop and thank the man who saved my life. Oh, um, uh, how do I know you? I was the kid you saved from that angry family of geese that nest here every summer. Oh yeah, you're the reason we got the Don't Provoke the Geese sign put up in the tree line. They're truly a hateful bird. Well, uh, it's good to see you again. What can I do you for? I'm going around to various places of interest that a tourist might want to visit while they're here and doing interviews for my podcast. The beach was the first place that came to mind. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Well, I'd be happy to talk about it if that's what you want. There's nothing I want more. Cool, cool. That's, that's very cool. Well, uh, 
the beach is obviously the oldest thing in town, considering it's not man-made. And of course, the mayor has been trying to replace the rocky coastline with a more synthetic, fine-grained sand to make the beach more appealing to the public. But I fought with everything I've got to make sure that this beach remains just as coarse and just as thin as Mother Nature intended it to be. Sure, Golden Beach that extends all the way to the trees would be great for tourism, but we don't need change. Change is the poison to what man stands for. Just look at me. I've been the lifeguard of this shore for a decade and a half, and I'm doing fine. Just look at me. I'm doing fine, right? Right. How about we pivot and I ask you some easy questions? Dude, sounds good. As you said, you've been the sole lifeguard of this beach for well over a decade. Considering how much shoreline Whopperton has, is the job stressful or manageable? Have you ever tried to get Town Hall to hire another lifeguard? Oh, no. Town Hall doesn't pay for lifeguards. Who pays you? Look, just because the pay is light doesn't mean I'm not happy. Nobody pays you. Well, I consider this a, a voluntary position, even if the mayor keeps saying he doesn't want my help. And I like to think I get paid in other ways, though. The satisfaction that comes from the look on someone's face when you tell them, Yo, be careful, the tide's a little aggressive today. And they can now rest easy knowing they're safe. Mm. Also, the view is always gorgeous. I guess you're right. Superior looks very pretty today. Dude, you think it looks nice now? You should see it during the winter. You work during the winter? Well, of course I do. Being a lifeguard is a year-round job. No, it's not. Look, safety is always needed. That and the mayor would probably send the police down to take my chair away if I ever took a day off. Oh, no. You wear the lifeguard uniform year-round. Gotta dress for success. It's because you don't have any other clothes. No, during the winter, I try to wear blankets and hats I find in the garbage. Or passerby's jackets. That's a nice shirt you got there. I think I have everything I need. No, wait, Tyler, I'm very lonely. Uh, no, I, I know, it's just I don't feel safe anymore. Thank you, Brett, for that revealing interview. Here's to hoping that you continue to keep the beaches safe from everything, including yourself. Now that you have a well-painted picture of what our golden shores are like, I'm sure you can't wait to come and view them for yourself. But hold on! Because that's not the only exciting stop Whopperton has to offer. Located near the southern border of town is a small patch of land known as the Sawyer Pierce Memorial Park. Here people come to relax by reading, playing chess, or just laying under the shade of the one tree at the center of the park. In charge of the park is Ranger Hoover, a woman with the eyes of a hawk and soul of a mountain lion. She's kept the park clean and happy for years, so I can think of no better person to interview about the area. Kids, get down from that tree. If I have to tell you one more time, I will throw you out of this park. Hi, Miss Hoover. Oh, crap! Don't scare me like that, Tyler. Sorry, I've been waiting here to talk to you, but you've been busy keeping the park in order. How long have you been waiting? Ten minutes. Huh, can't believe I didn't notice you. I gotta pay more attention to you. Hey! Old man Brandon! I see you moving your queen when it's not your turn. Why you gotta put it on my chess game, guys? I'm not letting you rob sweet Miss Gretel's money off your crooked chess games. I can't get no respect to these packs. Sorry about that. It's like everyone in this park is trying to make my job a living nightmare. Uh, that's fine. I don't want to get in the way. I was hoping I could get a quick interview about the park and how it makes Whopperton such a great place. Well, sure. I'm happy to promote wildlife as much as I can. How long have you worked at the park? Uh, I'd say about seven years, but I was originally brought to Whopperton to be the head ranger for all Whopperton's woodlands. Did they give the job to someone else? No, I technically am still the main ranger for Whopperton's woodland, but this damn park turned out to be the most dangerous piece of public land in Whopperton. I guess it's for the best, though, because those woods are impossible to navigate. My Rito always breaks and starts picking up weird static and signals and- Hey! I told you kids to stay off that tree! You're gonna break your neck! Did you know they have an entire ward at Silver River Hospital dedicated to accidents caused by that tree? I did. 
The CAT scan machine is in that ward because they use it the most out of anyone in the hospital. Now, how the hell does one tree cause all that damage? It's the only tree in this whole park, and yet everybody in this town has some story about how it screwed them over. Kids fall out of it, branches fall on passing cars, the squirrels poke people's eyes out by throwing acorns at them. I don't believe in superstitions, Tyler, but when it comes to disasters, this tree is a magnet. My bully Johnny used to make us leave money by its trunk to appease the tree when we were little, but I knew he would always come back and take the money for himself. I've tried to get Town Hall to cut this thing down for years, but they refused to get rid of it. Because apparently, it's the tree Sawyer Pierce decided to build his mine under. You've tried to cut it down yourself before. I would never do that, Tyler. That's illegal. Right. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Hey! What are you doing over there? Throwing bricks at this picket fence? Well, stop it! Make me! Tim, you throw one more brick and I will have your mother over here in three seconds flat. Ugh! There's nothing fun to do in this stupid town! These kids. Everyone comes down to this park thinking they can do whatever they want to it just because it's public property. The whole park is only 30 by 20 yards long, and yet it causes more damage than a tornado. But it's still a very good vacation spot, right? Vacation spot? I don't know about that, but it's certainly a fine park. Close enough. Hi, Miss Hoover. I got your hot trout sandwich on wheat. Thank you, Todd. You are a lifesaver. Since I've got no time for a lunch break, I need my lunch delivered to me. Luckily, Hotfish has such a great delivery boy. You're too nice. Also, it's great to see you, Tyler. Man, I feel like we haven't talked in years. It's been a while. Well, if you got time to catch up, come down to the city center. I'm working for Dan Norberry at the Hot Fish this summer, and I can always use the company. I'll see if I can go. Hope to see you there. I've got to make a quick delivery to the witch's house, and then a few in the nice part of town, but after that, I'll be back in the store. I try and stay away from the witch. She, she scares me. It's all stories. Hope to see you soon, Tyler. Todd Watterson's a good kid. Yeah, we used to hang out. Well, if you don't mind, Tyler, between patrolling the park during the day and the woods at night, I only get ten minutes to enjoy my sandwich. Oh, no problem. I think I got everything I need. Well, good luck to you. Hey, put our king down, Brandon! I can't get no respect! What a beautiful slice of nature teeming with city life. Thank you, Ranger Hoover, for showing us all what a relaxing place our park is. Now that you've gotten a glimpse at not only one, but two fantastic vacation spots in Whopperton, I'm sure you must be foaming at the mouth with anticipation to take a trip here. But don't pack your bags just yet. I've still got one last place to show you, which is the reason I'm recording this on the go. We are right outside of the King's Palace, Whopperton's hottest video gaming spot since 1989. During its height, it had a whopping five arcade cabinets with classics such as Pac-Man and Mrs. Pac-Man. The arcade shut down in 1996 when the machine started to malfunction, but word has gotten around that the back door of the building was left unlocked and that some of the games work if you hit them hard enough, making it the perfect vacation destination. I've been standing here at the back entrance for five minutes now, contemplating if breaking and entering is morally justified if it is for the sake of saving a candle shop. If I ever see him again... Well, look who we have here. Hi, Johnny. If it isn't the infamous Tyler Bop. This is Tyler, right, Steve? <laughs> yeah, that's Tyler, Johnny. Thank you, Steve. It's just that we haven't seen Tyler out and about in, what, eight months? A year? It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. We missed you, Tyler. Where have you been? You didn't miss me. There you go with that thing you always do. So literal. <laughs> More like lit turtle. Nice one. Thanks, man. Of course we missed you, Tyler. With you not in school, we missed so many of our therapy sessions. I had to start dealing them out to some of the other kids. I was being homeschooled. More like home drooled. You are on fire today, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling it, you know? I'm just here to check out the arcade. Well, it's too bad I've claimed it as mine then, huh? The owners abandoned this building before either of us are born. Nobody owns it. Consider it 
squatters rights. I need to go in there. I'm making a podcast about our town, and if I don't get in, people might not want to come to Wapton. And if people don't want to come to Wapton, then nobody will buy my dad's candles. Is that why you have this microphone? Please don't break that. More like micro... microfungus. Mm, not your best. Try it again. I'll put you in the podcast if you want. I could pretend like you were the owner of the arcade or, or the coolest kid in school. Just please give it back. Microphony. There we go. Steve's back, baby. Uh, yeah, fat chance, Tyler. I've been waiting too long to get you. I wonder if it'll record itself smashing to pieces. Uh, you write poetry every night before you go to sleep. What? When your mom gets angry or you're too mad to go to bed, you write poems to help you calm down. I... I don't? You get the names like Sandy Shore or Does the Clock Error Forget to Tick? How do you... What's he talking about? You don't want anyone to know because your sister says they're stupid and people make fun of you. You would die if Steve found out. Stop it. Johnny, what's he talking about? Steve, you don't think your jokes are funny. What? You make them because you want to fit in. Uh, no, you make them because you're scared Johnny will make fun of you if you don't. What the hell? Lay off him. Why, because you think he's the only person that likes you? I said stop it. Your mom left you at soccer practice when you were five. I'll break it. Your sister steals your money. I'll do it. You've gotten in trouble too many times and your mom wants to send you to behavioral correctional school. But you can't move. You can't move because what if you don't make friends in Pittsburgh? Stop. You can't move because you don't belong in Howard's school for rowdy boys. Shut up. You can't move because Steve's here and Steve's your best friend. Shut up. Just shut up. None of it's true, Johnny. A lot of people like you. I told you to shut up, Tyler. Is it true? Are you afraid of me? What? No, no. I, I guess sometimes I'm a little... I, I gotta go. I don't want your stupid microphone. You're a freak, Tyler. A freak. I'm sorry you had to hear that. I've never, I, I've never done that before. But but I needed the microphone. My, my dad bought it for me even after we sold the car. So, so what's supposed to happen? I don't feel like going to the arcade anymore. Besides, I hear it as a new owner. Ahoy, Tyler. You're out pretty late, aren't you? I didn't feel like going home. Well, you can't sleep here, lad. People are suspicious enough of me. That's all right. I'm just looking to talk to someone. You can talk to me as I prepare my tackle for tomorrow. By the way, I've been using that camera you got me. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I think I'm getting pretty good I think I made a bad decision today. Well, that happens from time to time. There's no use dwelling on it for too long. I think I really hurt someone, though. There are better ways to handle the situation, even if I didn't see them. If you didn't see them, then what's the point in worrying about them, lad? I don't know. I keep thinking about it. Well, then stop it! You think the mighty walleye thinks before it bites onto my hook? No, it just acts. Then it dies. I guess that wasn't the best analogy. Well, how about this? Years ago, when Whopperton was the heart of the Upper Peninsula, we used to host this statewide fishing tournament. People from all around would come and fish in our bay, and even though I was just a young man, I entered every year in the hopes that I could go pro. I never won, though, would always miss the top three. They were the ones paraded around and got their pictures in Sea and Stream magazine, and that no-good Dan Norbury would take his first-place trophy and say, Look at me, Bert. I won because my dad can afford a fancy fishing boat. 
I'm gonna go open the most successful seafood restaurant in Waberton. He was just the worst. I mean, I really hate that guy. What was I talking about? The tournament. Oh, right. Well, anyway, by my third year in the tournament, I was really itching for a win and decided to try a spot near where the shore disappears and the forest comes right up to the waters. My friend told me about a cave near there where he had seen some really big fish. So I paddled over to it and dropped my line. Not ten minutes later do I catch the biggest fish I've ever seen in my career. It was a lake sturgeon, one of the largest fish in Superior, and I knew that it was going to win me the competition. However, as I was getting my icebox ready to preserve this fish, it snapped my line and flopped back into the water. I was absolutely devastated. It cost me the win, and next year the competition was cancelled forever. Well, now I'm more sad. Well, that's not everything. You see, that fish became my white whale. Literally. I was a captain who became obsessed with catching that fish. I returned back to that fishing spot by the cave at least once a week to try and catch him. I'll go months without even seeing a trace of him, and I'll slowly lose hope. Until suddenly, I see a large old fish swim by with a glimmering piece of metal in his mouth. That lure is still in him to this day, and I've sworn on my grave that I'll give it back. It drives me crazy, Tyler. But what truly gets me is this. Not once in all these years have I been able to catch that fish again. Sure, I'll see him swim around, but no matter the lure, no matter the bait, he swims idly by and says, let some other fish get hooked today. You see, that is what's important, Tyler. Every fish is going to bite down on a hook the first time they see one, because everyone makes mistakes. But if you're lucky enough to flop back into the water, you can do one of three things. One, you can put it out of your mind like most fish do, but then you are bound to bite a hook again. Two, you can spend all your time thinking about how you were hooked to the point that you think all food will kill you and end up starved. Or three, you can be like the sturgeon and learn. You can learn that in some situations, it's best to let suspicious floating food be, while in others, you can have at it. We all bite the line our first time, Tyler, but it takes a sturgeon to learn and let go. You never cease to amaze me, Captain. When you get as old as I am, you realize that even a dumb fish that ruins your career can teach you something. Thank you. I feel a lot better. I'm glad you do, Tyler. Who's out there? Hi, Chief Pranson. Tyler, you have to go home now. We're enforcing an early curfew tonight. Early curfew? I didn't know we had a curfew here. It's new. Earlier today, one of Dan Norbury's delivery boys went missing. We want to keep everyone safe until we find him. One of Norbury's boys, huh? Serves him right. I'll take you back home, Tyler. I guess I have to go. Probably for the best. I just finished sorting my tackle. Take care, Tyler, and keep your head out of trouble. Thanks for tuning in to a wonderful episode. Next week, we talk about food. Tyler Bopp was played by Declan Grogan, who just really seems to enjoy putting his name first in these credits, now doesn't he? 
Brett the lifeguard was played by Thomas Garvey. Thomas is a gifted musician, but when asked what he'd like to promote, he decided to plug the song Garbage Boy, an absolute banger by Vincenzo Torsiello, who is an actor featured later in this podcast. So, get ready for this bit to really hit in a few weeks. Ranger Hoover was played by Colleen Grogan, who is an avid fan of peanut butter. Don't believe me? Then follow her on Instagram at notbutterthanjiff. Johnny was played by Liam Mann, Captain Burt was played by Jimmy Brown, and Steve was played by the oh-so-handsome Dylan Ward. You can see Dylan, Jimmy, Liam, and Declan on their YouTube channel Top Numbers, or on their comedy podcast about strange internet communities, The Buried Podcast. Officer Cranston was played by Bridget Harrington, Tim was played by James Cullinane, and Todd Watterson was played by Leo Macariola, who you can find on Instagram at Leo Macariola. My Town is written, produced, and edited by Declan Grogan. Music by Emmett Hoosman. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm now being slid an extra sheet of paper, and it just says, with an additional track by Declan Grogan. Great, so, so Declan, if I'm reading this correctly, you want me to credit you three times, but you really didn't even want to credit me with reading these. Great. You can find more of Emmett's awesome music at emmetthoosman.com. Be sure to tell your friends about My Town so Spotify will give us their godfather-like blessing. See you next week, and good night.